Have a holly jolly Christmas, it's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know, and everyone you meet. Oh, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you. Kiss her once for me. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. Kiss her once 
this old world for me. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, oh by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this Good evening. Good evening to all of you who are here in the, entering the room in the back and those of you who are joining us remotely on Zoom this evening. I'm glad you've chosen to celebrate Christmas Eve here together wherever you are. My name is Paige Getty. I use the pronouns she and her, and it is my great joy and honor to serve as minister here at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia in Maryland. I'm leading this multi-platform service from our sanctuary in the Owen Brown Interfaith Center, where there is a crowd gathered this evening, and we know that many of you have joined us virtually as well. Welcome to all of you. If you'd like to follow along in an order of service, you will find it online. You can use your mobile device and the QR code that will appear on the screen or find it on our website using the address that you'll find in the chat. At the end of the service this evening, we will have our traditional candle lighting and then we will sing Silent Night together. So I hope that you who are at home will choose to light your own candles when we light ours here in this room. Extra special thanks to the many readers tonight. We've got Alex and Melissa and Betsy and Michael and Ed and Tegan and Michelle and Hallie and Lori and Colette. Thank you all. Thank you to our musicians, the Akitas family whom you just heard, our beautiful chalice choir, Michael Adcock, our director of music, and Valerie Shu. Thank you all for your gifts of voice and music. And thank you to our hospitality team who's online and in person, and to Tim and Liam and Graham and Jen who are tonight's tech team, a team without whom we never would have been able to connect so well in our worship services these last three years. Bless you all, thank you. Tonight we gather as people of faith at the end of another year rife with war and racism and anti-Semitism and violence against our trans and other queer siblings. It's been a year again of worry and fear and loss. And it's been a year in which we've known moments of grace and mercy and healing too. So tonight, we, people of faith, agnostics and atheists and Christians and pagans and humanists, those who call themselves spiritual but not religious, we all gather to remember a story about love and hope incarnate. Tonight, through scripture and carols and poetry and special music, we celebrate the Christmas story, a story as my friend and colleague Molly Gordon describes it, is the tale of a poor, brown-skinned migrant family traveling through occupied lands 
to be taxed by an empire that swells and grows with avarice and power. We remember, she says, that it is a tale of reversals and hope. It puts its faith not in strong men or kings, but in a tiny baby, his teenage mother, and a motley crew of worshipers who come to kneel before a crib in a barn, ready to learn about embodying love as the call of humanity, especially in the face of empire and oppression. So wherever your body is tonight, as you hear again the words of ancient scripture, and also many words of contemporary writers who've reimagined the experiences of those in the ancient stories. I hope your spirit will be warmed by our time together as we too embody love. Now I invite you to settle in and open heart and mind and body and hear these words of invocation. A poem by Denise Levertov titled, On the Mystery of the Incarnation. It's when we face for a moment the worst our kind can do and shudder to know the taint in our own selves that awe cracks the mind's shell and enters the heart not to a flower, not to a dolphin, to no innocent form, but to this creature, vainly sure it and no other is godlike. God, out of compassion for our ugly failure to evolve, entrusts as guest, as sibling, the word. Let us worship.
Good evening. I share with you this evening a wonderful poem that Paige passed along to me, How the Light Comes by Jan Richardson. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining, that it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us, that it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten, or in peril, or in pain. That it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way toward flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does, that it will. 
that it works its way into the deepest dark that unfolds you, though it may seem long ages in coming, or arrive in a shape you did not foresee. And so may we this day turn ourselves toward it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more and open still to the blessed light that comes. Thank you. 
is a reading, a poem called December by Gary Johnson. A little girl is singing for the faithful to come ye, joyful and triumphant, a song she loves, and also the partridge in a pear tree, and the golden rings, and the turtle doves. In the dark streets, red lights and green and blue, where the faithful live, some joyful, some troubled, enduring the cold and also the flu, taking the garbage out and keeping the sidewalk shoveled. Not much triumph going on here, and yet there is much we do not understand, and my hopes and fears are met in this small singer holding onto my hand. Onward we go, faithfully into the dark, and are there angels singing overhead? Hark. Will you rise and join your voices in singing, Hark. Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great 
and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Good evening, another poem by Jan Richardson. Gabriel's Annunciation. For a moment, I hesitated on the threshold. For the space of a breath, I paused, unwilling to disturb her last ordinary moment, knowing that the next step would cleave her life, that this day would slice her story in two, dividing all the days before from all the ones to come. The artists would later depict the scene, Mary dazzled by the archangel, her head bowed in humble assent, awed by the messenger who condescended to leave paradise to bestow such an honor upon a woman and mortal. Yet I tell you, it was I who was dazzled, I who found myself agape when I came upon her, reading at the loom in the kitchen. I cannot now recall only that the woman before me, blessed and full of grace long before I called her so, shimmered with how completely she inhabited herself, inhabited the space around her, inhabited the moment that hung between us. I wanted to save her from what I had been sent to say. Yet, when the time came, when I had stammered the invitation, history would not record the sweat on my brow, the pounding of my heart, would not note that I said, do not be afraid to myself as much as to her. It was she who saved me. Her first deliverance, her let it be, not just declaration to the divine, but a word of solace, of soothing, of benediction for the angel in the doorway who would hesitate one last time just for the space of a breath torn from his chest before wrenching himself away from her radiant consent, her beautiful and awful yes.
Let's sing again. Will you rise? From the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. The first registration was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him at the end. I'll be reading Perfect Love by Dan Schatz. It was quiet enough in the alley behind the barn, warm against the piles of hay despite the winter chill. I heard the sharpness in her breathing. It's coming, and I held her against the cold, against the pain, against it all. It's coming. They were hard, those first hours we all spent together, coming after so long a journey. Later, poets would tell of stars, shepherds and seers, songs of angels. But all that I remember at the end of that longest night is the cry of my heart, 
as in my arms I held perfect love.
I'll be reading the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means last among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard that the king they set out, there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is Christmas 1974 by May Sarton. In the year of darkness, in the year of, of the words, the millions of words, accusing, excusing, breaking, demanding, lying, refusing. In the year of the desert, in the year of the burning, in the year of the bombs, when hatred pollutes the air. What we long for is silence. There have been so many deaths, but no one funeral. No way to mark the place, set terror at rest, say Phoenice. No time for mourning, no healing zone. In the year of the failure, the drying up of waters, we have been stricken one by one as though by plague. No one sleeps without dread. Each struggles to survive alone, longing, deeply afraid in the night. Even the whales are dying. Who punishes? Who forgives? What have we done? Must we go to Bethlehem? Make the hard journey again? Dying of thirst as we are? Must we go to the place of hatred and war without end? Must it all be done again from the beginning after 2,000 years? Yes, 
sick at heart, plagued, lost as we are, let us make the hard journey. Who can be sure? But perhaps if we go there, it will happen again. It will happen to us. An infant will be born again out of blood and on filthy snow, filthy straw. How naked, how vulnerable, how desperately in need this breath between past and future. The infant hope. Oh, shall we kneel again at last in the healing Hosanna of silence? Yes, let us make the journey again. Perhaps it will happen again. Like the wise visitors in our Christmas story, each of us has gifts to offer in service of love. And it's a custom in this congregation on Christmas Eve to accept a special offering for the minister's discretionary fund, a fund that is used for needs in our congregation and the community that might not otherwise be met with congregational resources especially for those among us who are in crisis, like those who are unhoused in this frigid cold we're experiencing this weekend. I assure you that your contributions this evening are deeply appreciated by all who benefit from them. While we hear another special selection from Michael, our ushers are going to pass a basket among those of you here in the sanctuary, and we welcome you to put cash or checks made payable to UUCC in that basket. And on your screen, you're going to see instructions for giving by text or online. Thank you for embodying love in this way.
The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favored. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorying and glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The Annunciation by Lynn Unger. It's hard not to laugh. What a picture it makes, the dumbfounded shepherds and the stricken sheep, the cacophony of bleeding and the barking of sheepdogs dashing and nipping in a vain attempt at order. And over it all, the angels trying to make their shimmering voices heard. A who? Wrapped in what? The shepherds hollered back. Where are we supposed to go? Poor guys. They wanted directions, a purpose, some sense of how the story might end. And all they got all any of us ever get was the sound of angels somewhere beyond the din singing glory, Hosanna across the improbable night.
to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to teach the nations, to make music in the heart. invite you now into a few moments of quiet reflection. Then as Michael plays, we're going to kindle our flames. I will be bringing light from the chalice out to you. Invite you who are holding wax candles to pass the flame from person to person. Carefully, it's been a while since we've done this, so remember we know from years of experience that it's safest to hold the lit candle upright and bend the unlit candle toward the flame. <laughs> if your candle is battery operated, you just tighten the flame until the light comes on. But now we welcome the darkness. Let's share a moment of stillness and quiet as we feel the embrace of the dark. It's the literal and figurative darkness of this night and of this season. It's the nourishing darkness of which new life is born. It's the darkness of sleep and restoration. And it is the darkness that inspires fear and loneliness, out of which the season of light is beckoning us forth. Thank you. 
Each Night a Child is Born is a Holy Night by Sophia Lyon Foz. For so the children come, and so they have been coming, always in the same way they come, born of the seed of human parents. No angels herald their beginnings, no prophets predict their future courses, no wise men see a star to point their way, to find the babe that may save humankind. Yet, each night a child is born is a holy night. Parents sitting beside their children's cribs feel glory in the wondrous sight of a life beginning. They ask, where and how will this new life end? Or will it ever end? Each night a child is born is a holy night, a time for singing, a time for wondering, a time for worshiping. Will you rise and let's sing? Thank you. 
This is no time for a child to be born. With the earth betrayed by war and hate and a comet slashing the sky to warn that time runs out and the sun burns late. That was no time for a child to be born. In a land in the crushing grip of Rome, honor and truth were trampled by scorn. Yet here, did the Savior make his home? When is the time for love to be born? The inn is full on planet Earth, and by a comet the sky is torn. Yet, love still takes the risk of birth. So may it be among us. Merry Christmas. Thank <laughs> you. 